Hey lovelies, before we get started, I wanted to let you know that my newest design is currently on pre-order until early Tuesday morning, May 23rd. That's the day after this episode goes live. I love a wrap dress as much as the next girl, but I never wore them because the neckline didn't really work for the way that I wanted to dress. It never gave me enough coverage. So I set out to make a dress that had the feel of a wrap dress with all of the coverage that I needed. The Wrap dress, that's in air quotes, is my answer, and its unique design gives full coverage at the neckline as well as protecting against any skirt flying open mishaps. Featuring a front flap that ties at the side of the waist and gives the illusion of a wrap dress, waist pleating for a super flattering line, and box pleated sleeves for even more detail, I'm planning on living in this dress all summer, and I made it in two fabrics to make sure it's always available to me. The cotton gingham is a super fresh and fun look that I'm planning on wearing to work or even Shabbos after afternoons and then for dressier events think engagements weddings parties that sort of thing i'm pulling out the navy taffeta which is such a rich gorgeous fabric and combined with the simple lines of this piece it is to die for you can see this really unique and innovative design at impactfashionnyc.com. I'm placing the order with the factory Tuesday morning, May 23rd. So all you have to do is beat me to my desk Tuesday morning, basically. Pre-ordering guarantees you get the size and color you want without any launch day jitters. It cannot sell out because it doesn't exist yet. When you're pre-ordering, I'll have one made just for you. Pre-orders are going to ship by June 26th. Feel free to also check out the rest of my collection of modest fashion in sizes 2 through 24 while you're there. You can also find Impact Fashion at the address at American Dream Mall, on WhatsApp status at 516-953-9391, and on Instagram at impact.fashion.myc. Enjoy the show. From Impact Fashion, it's Be Impactful, a show about the women making a difference in their own corners of the world. And on today's show, I sit down with an Orthodox Jewish singer to discuss her journey. She shares how humility factors into her life as a public figure, what dishwasher soap has to do with songwriting, the real-life conversation that inspired her newest song, Fire, and we get the exclusive debrief on her big concert in NJPAC. Plotzker exploded onto the Jewish music scene about a year and a half ago and has not stopped moving since. A wonderfully open person who thinks long and hard about the impact she has on those around her, Shandy is among a new crop of young Jewish women using their voices to bring joy and inspiration to those around them. To start off, can you tell me what you were like as a little kid? That is actually a really funny question because the truth is it's a very, I have a very unexpected answer. Uh, so by nature, now as an adult, I'm definitely... I would consider myself a very outgoing personality. Um, and the only way that like translates to when I was a little kid is that I was just, I was, everyone just said I was cooked. I was, I was like, I was just a wacky kid, like really, really wacky. But here's the shocker. I was painfully shy. Really? Yeah. Nobody believes me when I say this because they're like, you shy? Like you're the opposite. I'm, currently the opposite of shy I would I would say and um yeah my family said I had this really strange balance where like I would never you know like there's like a Jewish custom on Passover to get up and 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 say uh it's called the monastana like you have to right, ask the four the questions, questions the four questions and no matter how much they bribed me I wouldn't do it I would not get up even in front of my family and and say it I don't know I you know but I had a really interesting balance because while I was really shy um, and I hated attention, which is the one thing actually that still does actually, I, I do not like attention. I really don't like attention. Um, but I was also, I had a crazy, funny personality. So it was a really strange mix. Um, I actually grew up in England. I don't know if you know that, but I grew up in England. Um, so I grew up with a different culture and I moved to America when I was seven uh what was that culture yeah. shock like because england is very different from here you know i don't know i i wish i knew because people ask me this all the time like what was it like to move and i don't know if i was just this is what we're doing or it was all i knew or it was just go with the flow i have no idea but i i don't i don't know i don't remember anything being 
like uh i don't remember anything being like oh my goodness what what this is huge what oh this is what we're doing we're moving to america oh we're starting a new school okay it was very i don't know if this was like a piece of denial in me as a kid i don't know what it really was but i was like oh this is what we're doing but i you know i think in general i mean i came here and starburst was no was not kosher and, uh, <laughs> and a lot of my they didn't have walkers chips you know but I think the biggest, the biggest uh, and hardest part of it was leaving people behind. My grandparents right. lived down the block from us, and my childhood best friend and I were inseparable. And, and we wrote letters for years, actually, like in the mail. Um, wow. And actually, Are you still in touch this, with her? Yeah. I mean, not like super, but um, I go back to England from time to time to visit my grandparents. And uh, every time I go, she always comes over. It's the sweetest thing. That's actually really, really nice. Are your parents both from England? Like that's how you, your family ended up there? Or was it like a coming yep. back to America type thing? No. So my father is actually from Muncie. He grew up in Muncie and my mother's from England. Her entire family, you know, kind of lived there. And then uh, to make a very long story short, they got married. My parents, um, they moved to Israel and they were planning on actually living there for good. And they, I think they even bought a house. And then my oldest brother, David, or we call him Dave, uh, he was born with, spe you know, special needs and they needed to go back home. I don't know if it was really for the support, just having family to help them out, or if it was for medical resources, but they went back home to England and they kind of settled there. Uh, they also, they bought a house in England and that was where they were going to be. And then eventually they realized that England is just, I mean, it's socialized medicine. It's a very different, uh, it's, it's a different place than America. And America was starting to open up with all these organizations to help with special needs children and a lot of special education. And England was very far behind and they just realized that they want the best life possible for their child. And that was not going to be in England. So we picked up in the middle of the year, I think it was February, maybe of 2001, and they picked up and just transplanted the entire family across the ocean. Uh, in the middle of the year, we all switched schools. We left everything behind. We sold our house. And I, I actually always say I have so much respect for my parents for being able to make such a bold choice for your child's success. You know, that's, that's, a, very, a, that's a rough move. It's really hard when you have everything there. They had their friends there, their family. They, my father had started a, uh, you know, like a, a kolal. I don't know how to explain a kolal. A yeshiva, basically for married men. A yeshiva, exactly. Um, there and there was so much that they had there, but they said, you know, like long term, what's the best thing for our child? It's not here. We gotta right. go. At and that point, are, is there anyone between you and Dave? Like, how, yeah. how does your family work out? Yeah, so Dave is the oldest, and then there's my brother Shlaimi, who's actually 11 months younger than him. Uh, and then there's me. Then I have the sister, uh, Debs, and then I have uh, Abby, Ellie, and Hoovy. So we go all the way ranging from 30 to 14. Wow. So when your family moved from England, the probably what there was like four of you, five of you, something like that? Yeah, a lot of people say this like we're a split family I feel like so many people have this like the older kids and the younger kids we we are two um so we have the four older and then and we were all uh born in England and then we have the three younger right yeah we're also kind of a split family also because my two older sisters are 20 months apart and then there's three years three uh, four years almost and then me and then another three years of my younger brother so it's the two of them um, and then the two of us uh, yep. <laughs> always but I'm curious how shy Shane D adjusted to like a total new move at seven years old? I, you know, I don't know, because I think that while I was very shy, like I had this really strange balance of being very social, but also very shy. I honestly, Rifki, I wish I could go back and watch my life as like a movie. Right. Like I want to watch what happened. Like, what was that? You know, how did that even make any sense? I do remember, this is like the number one question that everyone asks me when they hear I'm from England. They always say, so where's your accent? Because I, I hear a little bit of an accent, by the way. Really? I've always thought I've always thought that I heard a little bit of an accent in your voice. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I do have certain words that my brain cannot change, like the word trauma. Yeah, so, see, yeah. That's, just, that's wrong. We say trauma. trauma. I can't say. Yeah. I can't I'm, from, I'm from New York. You have to deal with your trauma. 
So yeah, there are a few words my brain has never adjusted to, but it's funny that you're saying that because I don't know. Yeah, but the the biggest thing was the accent. So I moved to, you know, in the middle of the year and I had such a strong accent. There are multiple, what people don't know is that people just say English accent. No, no, no. If there are any English people listening to this, they'll be nodding their head because there are so many types of English accents. There's a Mancunian accent. There's a, a London accent. My accent was more from like down south, Newcastle. So um, I actually, re- by the way, if you want to know something I'm really bad at, it's imitation. I cannot imitate things. I, I can't like, uh, it's not imitation. I can't, I can't do accents. Like I can't imitate someone, but if I hear something, I can copy it. So like, just to give you an idea of what I used to sound like, because I was just, I, there's like a video I just watched of, me as a kid and I, I was talking about my brother Dave actually and he goes but he doesn't want to Dobby doesn't want to because he's scared and he's not meant to be scared you sound like Oliver Twist <laughs> I get that and Hermione Granger <laughs> yeah yeah those yeah. yeah that's exactly that's exactly so, that type of accent yeah yeah that that was my accent and um nobody understood a word I was saying and I went to school and I was this new kid and I wanted to fit in, but then no one understood what I was saying. That What? What? So I made a decision right then and there that I was going to have an American accent. And I came off the bus the first day of school in America. And I said, man, I have an American accent. <laughs> and oh. it took me, yeah, it took me like three weeks and I learned the whole thing. So yeah, and go. then Here we there are. you go. And in a lot of ways, I mean, maybe that could be considered your first performance to kind of, you know, figure that yeah. <laughs> that stuff out. A, a lot of there's we're, we're not going to talk about your whole how you got into singing thing. Do you have a whole story with how, you know, you lost your voice and your nodules and and everything like that? You've yeah. we've discussed this ad nauseum. Um and basically you're a singer now and it's awesome. That's the that's the Cliff Notes <laughs> version of how, you know, all of this Pretty goes. Much. And what I'm what I want to really talk about now is kind of this next phase in your career that you're at, because, you know, if anyone is interested in like how you got into singing and being, you know, an orthodox female performer and all of that, that's out there in the world, just like Google Shanty and you can find find it. But I think yeah, the, the, the very the very cliff note version, I'll just tell them because mm-hmm. like in like two seconds is that I never planned to do this like ever, ever, ever. It was a dream. And I was pushed by a lot of people to do it. I didn't really see it as a possibility. And then I, I developed uh, like six months of like not being able to speak. And I had was diagnosed with vocal nodules. And I kind of, it propelled me to kind of realize that everything's from God and that I have to really use what I have. And I started like, okay, I'll do some small stuff. And then I don't know how on earth we got here, but we somehow got here. So exactly. Some- yes, the story is very fun. Yeah, we somehow got here. And what I think that we're seeing that's really interesting now is that like when you and I were growing up from female entertainment was kind of just like a thing that like someone in the class did. There was always like the girl who could sing and like she just mm-hmm. did that. And that was a thing. And then she was also like, I don't know, an accountant on the side or whatever. Like it wasn't a thing that people really did as a career. And you're really entering this next phase. I mean, you just had this huge sold out show here in Jersey, which was incredible and amazing and so well produced. And by the way, very big fan of the clothing choices. I thought they were all beautiful. Oh, thank you. That was, by the way, that was a huge piece. People do not realize, but that was a huge piece for me because I'm very into visual. I'm a really visual person. And I, you know, sometimes when like we're dealing with like a budget cut, and they have mm-hmm. to cut something. I will always say, do not cut a visual. Like right. rather, rather take away. I don't know one band member than take away a few lights. Right. You know. Yeah. I always, that's something that my my producer actually, um, you know, really really agrees with as well. And I I think visual. So the dresses were such a big. We'll get into it, but it was yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, they were and they were fantastic. And um, what I also love to see, and this is just because I love I love clothes that get worn. I noticed recently that you have been wearing, especially that blue dress. You just wore it to the to the wedding that Chimmy made, right? Yes. That Chimmy Adar made. And I saw you wearing the dress again and I was like, yay for outfit repeats. I love yes. the, I love the outfit repeat. Because when you have such a beautiful piece like that, it should be worn. It should be worn and you should get use out of it. And I was so happy to to see Thank that. Thank you. That's actually, by the way, I want to you know that that's on purpose because I feel like um, you know, there are a lot of decisions that people have made for our society that are just 
they're not fair for everyone. It's just, and it just makes no sense. And the the fact that you can never rewear something officially is just, I mean, it's, it's a waste of money. Right. And for, for, you know, sometimes I'll purposely rewear something to like, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, like, I actually have this like blue dress that I wear all the time. Like I've worn it on interviews and podcasts and I'm like, I wear it on purpose because I want girls and women to see like, this is cool. Like who said, who said that, you know, you have to wear something once and then you're done. Why can't we rewear it? Right. You know? Yeah. And I, I can't get behind that enough. I I love just that way of, of looking at things. And I'm curious, you know, you mentioned that people should see that it's okay to repeat outfits. Do you feel a responsibility in terms of like, how does the fact that you are a performer and which, like you said, super visual medium, how does that affect the way that you present yourself or the way that you think about yourself or the way that like you think about your body image how does all of that like how does that get scrambled in your brain when it comes to performing I'll say a few a few points firstly just in general like how I feel about it is I feel that I have a major responsibility I really really do I think that anyone it's not about being a public figure or being a celebrity I think anyone with any sort of public platform has a major responsibility because you know and I talk about this a lot humility is not denying humility people sometimes think that humility is saying oh no i'm really not a public figure i'm really not nobody really that's not i mean it's just it's just denying and that's that's not what humility humility is uh realizing what's what's real um and then attributing it properly to god and to where it comes from and then using it to the fullest potential so if you have a public platform and you're able to do something good with it that's that's a piece of humility because you know you're you're understanding that this this space is not a selfish space it's not about you it's about what you can do for the world it's about what you can do for others because you have it anyways and i think that anyone with a public platform has a real responsibility to be so careful with what comes out of their mouth, what they say, what messages they give, give over. And I'll tell you that it's a scary thing. I'm sure you can relate. Um, And I always say like having people to keep you in check is really important. Mm -hmm. Um, Not fully trusting your own mind all the time. And I have those amazing people in my life who I'm not sure. Like, is this a little bit to this? Is it, and you know, we always say when in doubt, do without. So the minute I start questioning something, I'm like, forget it. Um, in terms of like modesty, I think one thing that I love being able to give over is, um, I know that dressing modestly is hard. It's really hard for a lot of people. Some people have really easy times. Some people have a really hard time. And I think that I'm not a fashion blogger, like at all. I don't really share my outfits of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I feel like, you know, so much of, of, um, things that we can give over is we say show, don't say, you know, you don't have to say, Hey guys, I'm wearing a really modest and cool sweater today. You know, just sometimes just by dressing a certain way or by dressing with respect for yourself or whatever, you know, you, you just, you automatically give over so much. And I, I really try to take, um, an extra step and really try to dress extra modestly especially when I know that I'm you know if I'm performing or if I'm you know being on camera like I will really kind of go the extra mile because it's something that I find to be I know that it's a thing that people struggle with and I think it's a really important thing for me personally um so there's that piece when it comes to body image um I I don't even like saying this I feel like it's not fair for me to say but thank god I've I've been blessed with a good body image I don't really struggle with that tremendously, but um, I do actually have a lot of people in my life that struggle tremendously with how they view themselves, whether it's physically or emotionally or mentally. Like, um, it's actually really interesting. I was just, I do like a a lyric, I work with a lyric coach every week and I, I write a lot of songs, a lot, a lot, a lot of songs. There's a lot of new songs coming out soon, um, please God. And we were literally, we were just talking about this this morning. It's one of the songs that I was, I wrote a song this morning, um, actually right before this. And it's, a lot of that is just like, if, you know, if you would see yourself the way that I view you, right? you would, you would view yourself a whole different way, but it's so hard to see from inside. It's so hard to see what's real. 
you know, and our mind plays games and our mind plays tricks on us. And it's not a fun space to be in. And I know that because of the people in my life that struggle with this. And um, I'm not going to be that person that's going to give advice because I don't have any wise advice to give, except I'm sending all my love your way and you're beautiful. And actually the sweater that I'm wearing right now, by the way, it says in the front, it says you matter. And then the back, it says to the person standing in back of me, like in huge letters, to the person standing in back of me, you're beautiful, you're important and you matter. I just wanted you to know that. So there you go, guys. Yeah, I think that I, I have a lot of respect for not speaking on something you have, you don't feel you know, qualified to to speak on. I have a ton yeah. of respect for Thank that. You. I think that that's something <laughs> the world could use a lot more of, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Talk to me about talk to me about your original music because that oh I God. think is something that people have not seen so much from you. People, yeah, just a little bit. I mean, listen, I'm still in the beginning stages of my career. Right. Interestingly enough, I'm, I've only been doing this for three years, and even out of those three years, I've only been like putting out my own music for like a year and a half, and you know, time runs time runs so fast and it just it creeps up on you and you just can't do things fast enough but what's interesting is that and I'll start with this I never viewed myself as a songwriter ever um even though and this goes back to exactly what I was saying before that sometimes we don't see who we are or like our own greatness because we're from the inside and we're just like oh yeah yeah but you know but if we were watching somebody else do what we're doing we'd be like, wow, you're incredible. That's so cool. You know? So I definitely had that in terms of songwriting because growing up, even though I, as a teenager, like I was hired to write people's family birthday songs and, you know, parents anniversary songs and, and, and songs up to about them, like, you know, to commemorate someone that they lost. Um, I was doing that all the time and I was constantly writing songs, but the career that I'm in now, I didn't always them out. It was like someone would come to me with a song and I would, um, I don't even think I fully trusted myself to write an entire song. I think it was easier that way. If someone came to me with the bones and I was like, oh, here's the meat, you know? And I kind of what, like, what does that look like when you say like someone's giving you bones of a song? Like someone else has written melody and you're adding lyric or like, what does that practically well, look no, like? Well, no, because that, that would be like, that would be the whole, all the lyric. But I'm saying someone would come to me with like a basic idea of a song or like, you know, lyrics. I don't, I don't like to actually use specific stories in case like it ends, ever ends up hurting someone. But like, imagine that someone came to me with a song about, I don't know, like dishwasher soap, <laughs> you know, and I want to hear it. Yeah, by the way, guys, dishwasher soap coming your way. And um, and it was like a, a good song, but it needed a lot of tweaking. So I was like, oh, okay, this is great. Let me fix it up. I would not consider that a song that I wrote. Because oh, okay. even if like they brought to you a, a song about dishwasher soap and you're like, but wait, we need to talk about the sponge and the sink and like yeah. everything that's happening around <laughs> this soap and all Pretty of the much. things that this soap could grow up to be. And what about the pot that the soap is cleaning? So you're starting with like a whole different, you, you take it into a completely different direction. And even though you're putting a lot of work into it, you don't necessarily think of it as your song. Most definitely. And then I would be like, oh, well, theoretically I wrote 85% of those words. No, 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 but I didn't write that song. No, 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 no. You know, and then um, I just learned to start just, I don't even say trust myself more. It's just not to think about it so deeply. And I started putting out more and more songs that I wrote. Um, some of them I would co-write with someone. Just now I put out a song that is like so deeply personal to me. It's called Fire. I don't know if you've heard it yet. Yeah, of course um, I have. Who hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> that was a song that whew, that was a song that came from such a deep place within me um and you know for me personally I said this like this you know that thank god like I'm in a good place with body image but there are a lot of people around me that are not I have that with a lot of things in my life where thank god I'm very I would say like stable or whatever in a specific area but I'm watching the destruction around me all the time or the pain around me um so uh, that song came from a place of the fact that there are so many people in my life that I look at and I'm, I'm just so amazed by, and I, I look at the pain that they've gone through and the pain that they're going through and the worry in their mind and the voices in their, you know, there's so much. And I'm just, I just, I, it blows my mind that they fight through it and that they, 
that they get through it and they just keep going and they keep climbing and they keep they keep going through it and i and i almost thought like what what do i want to say to these people uh you know who who are going through so much and i actually was sitting at a bonfire one night the night that i wrote the song and i was sitting with a bunch of of my friends who uh are part of High Lifeline, which is an organization that helps uh, children with cancer. And we were sitting around the fire and I just, I said to them, I'm like, I just don't understand. You're 15 years old, you know, and you're fighting a horrific illness. Like what is making you show up for treatment every day? Like that's really hard. And some of these kids have been going through treatment for years and not to sound super morbid, but like, I don't know how they don't give up. I don't know. I'm like, you know, and what they started to tell me and we all were just discussing is that sometimes when you're in something, it's so hard to fight for yourself. Like you're fighting Mm -hmm. for yourself, fighting for yourself. And eventually you're like, it's really hard to fight for yourself. So you have to find something else to fight for. What could be another thing to fight for is what you can do, you know, turning your pain into purpose, what you can do for the world, what you can do for other people, how you can eventually down the road and down the road could be tomorrow and it could be in 30 years from now, but you can take what you've gone through. You can give over your story. You can inspire other people who will be going through the same thing that you went through. And that's, you know, they all said like, we're going to stand up at the gala dinners and we're going to be the ones saying, I fought through this. You can too. And we're going to be the ones saying, you know, we're going to be the ones that are going to start, I don't know, support groups. And we're going to be the ones kind of, we're going to be the leaders for the people that are going through what we went through now. And I was honestly in tears. I went home uh, that night and I sat and I, I, I sat at my iPad and I just, I was crying. I was just, I was crying and crying and crying. And I was just thinking about, you know, just so many different pieces, the pain that people go through and the, the fight that sometimes it's just so hard and, and just these incredible strong people and also the people that are really having a hard time being strong. I think that that was the main thing. And I said, like, what do I want to say to these people? Because sometimes you just need someone to say something to you. And that's why I don't know if you'll notice most songs are in first person. I, 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 this song is actually, and it's not the first, by the way, a lot of my songs I'm coming out with now, I just find that they're constantly me talking to someone else. The song that I wrote this morning, it's literally, it's me talking to you. Because I think sometimes people need, I don't know, I feel like sometimes we just need to hear someone telling us something. Not everyone has a huge support system. Not everyone has the people giving them the words that they need to hear. Uh, so the first lyric that came to me, which is actually my favorite lyric in the song, is uh, one day you will tell the story of all you overcame and it will teach the world around you how we all can do the same. I love that, was that the, part. Thank I, you. I heard that and I was like, oh, good job. That's, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And I think to me, that's like, if there's one line to hold on to in the song, that's it. Like that one day you, you can and you will get through this. And not only will you get through this, but you're going to get up there. You're going to give over your story and you're going to change someone else's life. And that's something to hold on to when you feel like there's not, not much else to hold on to. And that was really the bone of the song. That was like the the real, the, the core. And then it all, you know, everything, the whole song just came from there. And I, I pretty much wrote it all in, in one night. And, uh, it, uh, you know, with with some help from um, the, the composer of the song, Ellie Gerstner, um, he also, he tweaked a couple of things in there. And uh, it's a fantastic tune as well. I love that, that, that composition. And yeah, I, I, I'm so, I love that song. <laughs> I really it's, do. It, you should. It's a great song. What, so when it comes to creating these songs, right? Where, like, talk to me about like where, not necessarily your ideas, but like, like musical influences and that kind of thing. Like where, who do you look up to and be like, because like, I want to write a Taylor Swift song. That's, that's what I want to do. <laughs> that's not going to happen in this lifetime. But like, that's, I, that's what I want to do. It's like, who are you? Like, who is in that upper echelon for you? You know, it's funny because I don't know that I have one specific, I mean, one specific influence that I'm like, oh, I want to write that type of song. I will tell you some people that have influenced a lot of my musicality. Um, two of them are Avram Freed and A.B. Rottenberg. So okay, Avram classics. Freed, yeah, Avram Freed is someone that I grew up 
really always admiring and I speak about this all the time and what I try to take from him and I think like you know I I hope I can learn from him all the time is number one he puts in so much emotion he really does give over that emotion and something that I I find is such an incredible thing and um him specifically is who he is as a person more than anything that's something that I learned like tremendously from him and I actually had the opportunity to tell him that uh, recently, I, I I met with him, and I was I was telling him like you have no idea how you've influenced who I am as a performer because he is such a God first person. He is such a humble person. He is so not full of himself. He really has his eye on what's important. It's so not about him. It's so about what he can do with what he's been given, and that's something that I really tremendously respect and also agree with so that's when he's influenced me tremendously um ab rottenberg is someone also that i've been influenced by lyrically just in the fact that he is such a master storyteller mm-hmm. um, i've actually had the privilege to get to know him and his family recently in the last couple of years and um he's someone that i'll call for advice um and he's advised me very very well in the past and um it's interesting though because when you say like one specific influence of songwriting i don't have one um i don't have one person i i will say like oh i love that song and i love the way that this that uh, little pieces from everyone and i always say this like you we really have to learn from everyone there's so much to learn from everybody in the world the smallest things and the biggest things and um i try to just take a little piece from everyone but more than that i try to be myself and not try to be anyone else and that's something that i'm very very passionate about is that it's very easy to want to be someone else. You know, we look at someone and how they are and what they have and, oh, I want, yeah, I want to be like them. You don't want to be like them. You want to be the greatest version of yourself. You want to kind of figure out and harness what makes me who I am. What is the one, what is something that I have? How can, you know, how can I change the world and not, how can I change the world like she, like she does? we have our influences, you know, like Shimia Dar, someone that everybody knows I'm very, very close with. She's, a, she's literally a sister to me and she's influenced me tremendously in the way that we treat people and the way that we are positive and in the way that we have the ability to do so much good with the smallest actions. Um, but I, I don't want to be her. I want, I want to be influenced by her. I want to learn from her, but I never want to be the next Shimia Dar or the next anyone because I want to be, I want to be the greatest version of myself. And that's actually in the lyrics of, of one of the songs that I wrote that's not out yet. Um, it's it's called, as of now, it's called Thank You, God. I don't know what it's going to be called. Um, it talks a lot about, it's a song that's totally written. <laughs> it's complete. I just have to produce it and put it out. And I'm hoping to do that in the next month or two. Um, it's a song that came from a very painful place, actually, but a really beautiful place as well. Uh, and it talks about, like, loss and when you lose something and how scary that is and what you go through or, you know, that whole process and then how grateful it makes you. And, and so the chorus is, um, thank you, God. Uh, so I say, thank you, God, for all I had today. And if you believe it's what is best, can I have it back tomorrow and the next? I promise that I'll try to use each minute of my time to make the world a better place to be and to be the greatest version of me. And wow yeah (laughs) thank you and i i specifically love that line the greatest version of me because i don't i didn't promise that i'm gonna use every minute of my time to be the to be it's just to be the greatest version of myself and i think that's really what we have to work on what i have to work on we all have to work on is just to try to be the best version of ourselves because we're all equipped with specific things and when god handed me the tools or you the tools or all of us the tools that we need to live the greatest life that we could live he didn't hand us all the same tools because that would be a very boring world he gave us all such unique characteristics and capabilities and talents and flaws and it's up to us to kind of work through all of that and say how can i be the best version of myself not how can i be how can i be like that what is something that what is something that is 100 shady like what is something that is like this is this is what is special, different, exciting. What are what are the things that you look at that and you go, you know, nobody else is doing that. This is this is where I shine. 
Okay, I don't like to say nobody else is doing that. I get very very like, eh. few. You didn't say it. I did first of all. So <laughs> I, I'll take I'll right. take a credit um, and uh, and tomatoes for that if necessary. But yeah, I'm not gonna say okay. So I'm not gonna say nobody else is doing this because there are plenty of people that are doing this. But something that I am very passionate about, I will say, is my people. Like you know, people say to me a lot, like, "Oh, you don't look nervous when you're on stage." And I'm like, I'm, I'm, "Thank God, I'm really not." Um, and I think a big part of it is, okay, I'll say this much: intention. That's really it. I teach this to all my voice students. I always say, when you get on stage, um, you know, what's your intention? Or when you do anything, what's your intention? Is your intention self-focused or is it other-focused? Because if it's focused on yourself, I hope I sound good. I hope everyone walks out thinking I'm amazing. I hope, uh, I hope I look really good. I hope, oh my gosh, I better nail that note. Number one, it's like the, that's the greatest way to become anxious. <laughs> I think that is like, that's the express train to anxiety. A also the express train to losing focus. And to me, I think, you know, I try to always remember what am I doing this for? What's the purpose? Who am I doing this for? Is it for me? Because if it's for me, I, 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 I should resign right now. If you're doing this all for yourself, that is dangerous. Um, you know, I, I feel a little bit like I'm on a mission. Like I've been given something from God and I'm so eternally grateful for it. And now it's like, what can you do for people with it? What can, what messages can you give over? How can you validate someone? How can you be there for someone? How can you bring joy to someone who's down? Um, it's also why I try really to not pass up on any opportunity to do something, you know, like with what I've been given. It's, you know, I always say like, if I have the ability to do something that will make someone happy, who am I to give up on that? You know, but, but I, I love that. It's my, my audience. They're my people. They're not my audience. It's not like me versus them. It's like, we're all singing together. Um, you know, that's not, that's by the way, that's another song that I, I, I have so many unfinished songs that are not out yet, but that's another song. Like I, I really feel everyone's just, we're in this together. Um, and it's not me on stage and you in the audience. It's like, we're just all one big happy family. And I would be nowhere without my listeners. I would be nowhere without the people that support me and believe in me and that appreciate what I uh, hopefully can give over. So I, I, I hope I hope that's something that I'm able to give over is just a good intention of that. It's not about me and that it's, it's really just about hopefully what I can do and what we can all do together. So I hope so. You mentioned that, you know, doing this for yourself is, is dangerous. What do you mean by that? Dangerous in what way? I mean, it's so dangerous. I I'm sure, I think we all know someone that has let something that has lost their priorities, that has lost their, their, their sight of the goal of why are we in this and someone who's you know narcissistic or self-obsessed or just focused on themselves it's a dangerous path for so many ways number one it does nothing comes across the same way and I actually challenge my students to do this I I make them sing a song I say right now I want you sing this song I want you to sing it with the intention of sounding amazing I want you to sound perfect I want you to sound flawless and I want you to really focus on how you sound, how, how, what I'm going to think of you. And they sing the song. And then I say, okay, now I want you to imagine that I'm a person who's really feeling very upset right now. I need a little bit of inspiration. And I want you to sing the song with the sole intention of inspiring me. Don't make it about you. It doesn't matter if you crack. It doesn't matter if you miss a note or if you forget a word. Just think that right now I have the ability to inspire Shady. Let me try that. I mean, the way it comes out, and they always agree with me, the way it comes out is so different. So that's that's first. Um, and I think that that's a big piece of it. But also, I don't know. I just, who 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 wants to be like a person in this world for themselves? You know, I always say that. I'm like, God made the world. So he had so many options. He could have made, how many people are there in the world? I don't know. Let's just say there's 10 billion. He could have made 10 billion continents. And each of us had our own continent. And our own little island, but he put us all in the same world. He put us all within, you know, a couple of hundred feet of each other. And he put us, we have neighbors, we have family, we have people around us all the time. And why is that? And I think a big part of that is that we're really there for each other. We're there 
so that when you're down, I can lift you up. And when I'm down, you can lift me up. And when you need help, I can help you. And I need help. You can help me. And that's the way that we're complete as people when we're here for each other. And we realize that we're not here for ourselves. You know? Yeah. I, I could not agree more with that. Something that just popped into my head, maybe not so randomly now, do you like being a celebrity or very well-known or a from celebrity, whatever you want to call it? Does that appeal to you? Do you enjoy it? Um, it's not something I like enjoy or I don't, or I hate. I don't have any specific feelings towards it. It's something that just is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it is. And, um, there are things that come with it that are hard and there are things that are come with it that are amazing. Um, it's not like a, it's not something I define myself by at all, <laughs> at all. I just think it's something that just, it, it is. And I don't, I don't think too deeply into it. I think also, by the way, I always talk about this. If we, if I thought so deeply into what was going on, I don't know if I processed it. Like people say this to me, like you just saying in front of 3000 people, how does that feel? And I'm like, I have no idea. Don't ask me. Right. I don't, it doesn't, pro my, it doesn't process. I actually remember right before this show, um, Sh Shimmy and I were in the car together and she said, she said something to me like, do you realize what's about to happen? And I said, no, Shimmy, because if I did, I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> yeah. 100, you know? Yeah, I, I totally hear that. You just, you kind of just go into the zone, especially when it comes to a creative work where you just, you just kind of have to do it and figure it out and whatever happens around it is happening around it and you figure that out later. Yeah. I, I think just in terms of do I enjoy, you know, I, it's, I'm grateful for it. I'm very grateful for what I'm able to do. You know, when I have, a platform and I'm able to use it for something good and we raise money for a really good cause I'm just I'm grateful I'm like wow this is amazing this wouldn't happen if not for all of this um you know when I'm able to when someone will message me and say that my song got them out of a really deep dark time I'll cry sometimes and I get a lot of those messages thank god and every single time it's prefaced with I'm sure you hear this all the time but I just and I'm like it doesn't matter how many times I hear it every single story I write down the stories that people tell me like I've had some really really unbelievable stories that people have told me of how my music has impacted them or how it's I mean just now I was I was actually uh, my song fire I got a message from a girl um, who sent me a voice message over Instagram and she said I wanted you to hear it in my voice but I want you to know that I'm actually in rehab right now I'm just battling an eating disorder and I'm having a really really hard time I've been here for months and I just feel like giving up and someone sent me your song fire and I feel like you wrote that song for me and it's been, it's really been getting me through. I listen to it every day and I cry and it, it reminds me to keep fighting and I'm going to keep fighting. So thank you. I mean, I feel so unworthy every time I get one of these messages. I'm like, what? but then I also feel grateful because like I said, going back to what humility is, I don't believe humility is saying, Oh my gosh. I, it's like, Oh my gosh. Thank you. God that I have the ability to help. You know, it's not even me. That's the best part. It's not me. It's God knows that this girl needed this message. So he put it in my mind. I I was just a messenger to put it out and it got to her. And I'm so grateful for that. So, you know, I, I am really grateful for that. That's that's really special. That's that's really yeah. special and on like a soul deep kind of level. What's next <laughs> for Shandy? What you mentioned all this original music. When when are we when are we getting an album? Oh my goodness. You know, it's it's I, I honestly don't know. Um, I have a lot of big things up my sleeve that I definitely cannot say on a public uh, forum without. But it's fine. It's just the two of us. No, Nobody's I know, listening. I know, I know. <laughs> no, without, without my without like my producer saying why would you give that away? But we are planning some really big things. I mean, this huge show that we did in in New Jersey, New York. I would say New York, New Jersey, because it was really for the tri-state. Was on my mind for over a year and a half I'd been working towards that for a really long time I wanted to do like a really big fantastic show um on a really high level production benefiting something beautiful and we actually did that on on, on women empowerment day I don't know if you know that the show was oh, on I didn't realize that. I knew that it, it was Shushan Purim but I didn't catch the it was Shushan Purim and I didn't actually know either until we were there and they said it was the first ever fully female audience so like a sold out female audience at NJ Pack, and it was on Women's Empowerment Day. That was cool. pretty cool. Um, the, the um, you know, that was like that I I really was working towards for so long because I wanted to do it 
right. I really wanted to do that right. We had a beautiful 30-piece orchestra. And we had so many parts of the show that were like my dreams, you know, like like uh, being able to have Shimmy come on stage and have Brocco come on stage and have Bella Lovatan, um, you know, do a tribute with me to her father, A.B. Ronberg, who is the lyricist I spoke about uh, and composer. Um, that And just having a choir of 100 girls on stage with me. And there were just so many pieces that were just like, I want to do it. And I listen, I had to I had to say no to a lot of things in order to get there. And I had to really um I had to push through a lot of things to get to finally get there. And when I got there, I was I was it was just I'm still recovering, honestly. It's been like three and a half weeks and I'm still recovering. Um so now I'm i I'm in recovery zone right now. I'm just allowing myself to have that space to just cool down from what was. Um because it was a lot, it was a lot of work. And now, I mean, I have a lot of songs, a lot of different styles, some really upbeat, fun songs, some really, uh, I have a lot of songs of like validation and a lot of songs of, I don't know, there's just, there's a lot, right now I really want to get out a lot of music. Am I going to do it as an album or am I going to do it as a lot of singles? It's more likely that it's going to be just like single, single, single. And then maybe maybe an EP. I don't, honestly, I don't know. I didn't think that far into it. Um, but definitely expect an album. And I think I'm, I'm trying to work on things that are really different. I like to fill a void. Um, you know, I don't like to um, put out or do things that I feel like are already being done because if it's already being done, then it's not filling a void. I like to look around and say like, what's missing? Sometimes I will like, if I'm in a specific, I'm going through something and I'm like, why is there no song for this? And I'm like, okay, so write one JD, right. write one when somebody else is going through this. They can have a song. Um, I, you know, I have a lot of things that I'm very, I call them like passion projects, things that I'm very passionate about specific, uh, specific things that I'm very into bringing awareness to. Um, that I'm trying, you know, on that. And I, I just want to touch on a lot of different things. Um, you know, we're, we're working on getting around the world, getting, uh, I did a show in, um, in Europe, two shows in Europe in September and, uh, stay tuned for some updates on that. And, um, you know, I don't, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. <laughs> see, nobody so else can much. see the face that you're making right now, but the <laughs> face that Shandy's making is like, there's like, she's literally about to burst. She's literally about to burst. Cause there's so many like big plans that I can see like behind her eyebrows that are just like <laughs> waiting to explode out of yeah. her brain. And we'll all just have to be patient. We'll, we'll have, just... yeah. I'm going to have to be patient because I have a hard time with that. I'm like, okay, now let's go, let's go, let's go. And I've learned that good things take so much time yeah because you have to do them properly and you have to allow them to you know you have to allow them to to happen and i know uh patience is a hard thing for a lot of us for I me think. too for me for sure yeah it's it's like, something, oh, right just it's like you just you're the, like you can see it fully formed in your head and you're like but i just need that to be out of my head and in reality and you forget that there's so many million little details that have to happen between idea in your head and actual thing in front of you and and yeah. that's that that's the hard work that in between right yeah. there yeah this has been really fun and i this wish that we could go on so forever fun. i uh, know what this is I know. I, I'm so glad that we got a chance to just kind of, you know, hang out and shoot the breeze together and, and go yes. through all of these different topics. Uh, if somebody wants to learn more about you or find your music or um, just generally say hi, where can they go? Please say hi. That's first and foremost. I, like I said earlier, like my people are my people. We're just one big happy family. And um, it's funny because I've, I've gotten to know so many people, mainly through Instagram, who have just become friends. Like we're, we're straight up friends and it's the most amazing thing. Um, Instagram is definitely a great place to start. If you have Instagram, my handle is at Shandy Plotzker Music. I will spell that for you because it's a mouthful. S-H-A-I-N-D-Y-P-L-O-T-Z-K-E-R-M-U-S-I-C. Music. Music. Um, that's a big thing. And I'll link it in the show notes so you don't have to worry yeah. about spelling it either. You can send me an email to shandy at shandypotsker.com. We're working on a website and, you know, there's that as well. Um, that's, that's the, I mean, my stuff is, my, my music, is, you can find it pretty much anywhere and YouTube and Amazon Music and Apple Music and Spotify and uh, wherever music is at near you. And uh, please reach out because I'd love to say, I'd love to connect with you. So 
There's that, that sounds fantastic. I'm going to link all of that in the show notes so that you can easily access it to access it. I mean, there's my ridiculous English accent coming out. Access it um, to, um, you know, it's and, and definitely, seriously, it's that subtle influence. Um, and and definitely do check it out. Shady's music is really fun and just and very cool, just in a general sense. Uh, before we go, Shandy, what does it mean to you to make an impact? Oh, you know, it's so interesting because people, uh, use the word influencer a lot right on instagram like oh an influencer and i think one time someone called me an influencer and i was like i'm, I'm not an influencer i'm like and i'm like i i actually use i say like i prefer the word if you're gonna call me anything which please don't you know like i'm you know i'm just a little potato <laughs> i'm just a little potato putting out some music and i don't know um but I'm not talking about me, but just in general, I feel like we're not influencers. We're hopefully impactors. That's, you know, that's a, that's a big, a big piece of that. But I think that what it means to me to be able to make an impact, it's the most meaningful thing in the entire world. It's, it's something that I, you know, like I said a little earlier, when I hear the smallest things, when I know that I made the tiniest difference to someone's day or their mindset or how they view themselves or how they view others, it, it's, it means something that I can't even begin to explain. I feel so grateful to be allowed to be able to make an impact. Um, but I want to really switch it kind of for, for the people listening and just say that what is interesting though, is that you don't need a major platform or some crazy talent to make an impact. You know, like I said, um, we were all put on this world with our own package of flaws and talents and capabilities and disabilities. And they're all there for a reason. They're all there because we can make an impact on each other. We can be there for each other. And that's why we're here. That's literally what we're here for. We're here to, to make an impact on each other, whether it's the smallest thing or the biggest thing. And I'll tell you that sometimes what we think is the smallest thing is actually the biggest thing. So I'm just going to say to anyone that's listening, don't ever feel that because whether you do have, even if you have, whether you have a platform or you don't, don't ever feel that you're too little to do something big because whether it means, you know, that you don't have a degree. I mean, I don't have a degree either, so it's fine. We're besties. Um, <laughs> it means you don't have a degree or you don't have an education or you don't have, you're not so articulate with your words or you're not, you don't always know what to say. You're, you, you don't have the money to help people out. There's something that you have that was given to you for the sole reason for you to be able to make an impact on other people and go out there, find what it is and make an impact because you can change the world in a way that nobody else can. So I love that. Thank you so much for coming on today, Shandy. I really appreciate thank you, it. Thank you for having me and thank you for everything that you do. You're fantastic. And you are really a person who has made such a massive impact on the world um, in oh, so thanks. many ways. And I feel so honored and humbled be here today. So thank you very much. That's that's very sweet. Have a good one. (laughs) Have a good one. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about Shandy, her links are in the show notes. On the last episode, I spoke with my mom about what it's like to have my business in her house. Listen to it wherever you're hearing this one. The Be Impactful podcast is a project of impact fashion. The clothing line I created because I believe that we are all deserving of the beautiful things life has to offer. See my modest designs that are available in sizes 2 through 24 by going to impactfashionnyc.com. Access all of that by swiping up on the cover art. There are currently 20 people listed by Ora Agunot as a recalcitrant party. View their names, photos, locations, and details of their cases by visiting getora.org slash recalcitrant party. The episode art was designed by Michelle Moses. Original music composed by Nissan Fetman. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Riff Gitzwitz. Catch me on Instagram and Facebook at impact.fashion.myc. As always, here's to making an impact together.